Each of us have had valuable experiences that shape who we are, but did you know those experiences can also help you encourage others? Indeed, Wayne. When we have faced fear and heartache, we are better equipped to help people battling those same things. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to cancer specifically, the perspective of a patient can mean a lot. Yeah, so on this episode, we're going to talk with a nurse navigator whose own unexpected cancer diagnosis enabled her to better care for the cancer patients she serves. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Thanks for making the choice to join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Pastor P., how you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. Blessed and highly favored. How about you? <laughs> I'm the same. Absolutely the same. Thank you. Percy, we're talking today, can this really happen to me? What to expect when diagnosed with cancer? Well, we're going to speak to and hear from a 25-year nurse who's been serving and caring for people and uh, individuals with cancer. But then it became her turn to be one who needed to receive that type of care and treatment with regard to a cancer diagnosis that she faced herself. That insightful conversation coming up in just a moment here as you stay with us on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. But let me ask you, you've had the experience of going through cancer. How has it equipped you to help others? You've been, you've been ministering to people for a long time. It's true. It's, it's very interesting because what it did for me, uh, as I've often shared with many people, the 20 plus years of supporting cancer patients and never having that as a personal experience of my own uh, prepared me just as a dress rehearsal for when it was my turn. And in that regard, all it did was just reinforce everything that I've ever heard and learned from cancer patients that now I can say with authenticity and with credibility, I now understand how you feel. Yeah, there's another level you can offer because of what you've been through. That is correct. And that is, again, to commiserate on a more deep level with individuals who now have cancer that I also can say I understand that. Yeah. We often think about all the bad things that come along with cancer, but there are some good things, some some good revelations in our life too, aren't there? Well, actually, there are good things that can, and, and in many cases do, uh, come out of a cancer experience. Yeah, we don't wish it on anyone, but when it happens, let's look for the positives. And we're grateful, and as they have been and as they articulate that they were as well. Percy, we like to pose a question to our listeners each week, and this week, here's the question. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? And so when you think about it, uh, obviously there are aspects and elements of things that people have to deal with, and there are challenges uh, in being a cancer patient. And so we want to hear and understand, and that's different for everyone, what were some of those challenges or what was one of the greatest challenges that individuals face with their faith during their cancer journey that may be helpful to others listening and unique to your story that will be of value and benefit. We look forward to reading your responses and perhaps sharing them on a future program here. So write to us through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. When you go to the website, simply click on Connect, and then it'll give you an opportunity to answer the question, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? And I'll repeat the website again here in just a few minutes. But you've got the scriptures open. You want to share something? I do. We want to start today with our spiritual nugget found in Psalms, the 28th chapter and the 7th verse, and it reads as follows. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song, 
I will praise him. (laughs) Great start here today. We'll get to our interview in a moment, but first, let me ask this question. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer, get this, over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. Now, to access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. You can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. So take advantage of this. The Cancer Center for Alexa Skill, a new program here from Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Yes, sir. Percy, on one of your recent trips to Philadelphia, you sat down and talked with a woman who's really, um, she's a professional in every sense of the word, isn't she? She is a 25-year nurse who has been in the practice and loves people and loves serving people. But we're going to hear her story today about her journey. She learned some lessons. Here's Percy. Well, man, am I excited today. I have with me Trish Garnett, who is a nurse navigator who works in the clinic at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But not only is she a nurse navigator uh, for CTCA, but she also is a current breast cancer patient herself. And so, uh, Trish, welcome to the show, my dear. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, I love speaking to clinicians and individuals who have boots on the ground and, and, and they're getting some dirt underneath their fingernails, so to speak, uh, who are actually, um, you know, they're there day to day with patients, uh, uh, working with them and helping them to step through that process. So let's first talk a little bit about the work that you do. What does a nurse navigator do in specific in the clinic that you work in at Cancer Treatment Centers of America? So Nurse Navigator, we're here to help our cancer patients. They walk in the door, they're fearful, they're scared, they've just gotten this diagnosis. Mm -hmm. We're here to help them navigate the system um, through doctor's appointments, treatments, any questions, concerns they may have along their journey. We're here to help guide them and make this experience as less fearful as possible. And so by, by nature, and I appreciate you highlighting the word navigate, uh, figuring out, moving through and processing uh, through a, a physical environment, a mental you know, environment, an emotional environment of, of being a cancer patient. Uh, the first part of your job description also is nurse. How long have you been a nurse and what, what uh, motivated you to become a nurse? I've been a nurse for 25 years. Just a little while, huh? Just a little. Okay. One day you'll get a career path, <laughs> yes. right? <laughs> um, I've always wanted to help people. Yeah. I felt like it was my calling. I'm I'm sensitive. I want always have that sensitive heart to want to share and just make people feel better. Okay. So 20 plus years, you're 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 in nursing. Uh, you're now a nurse navigator. Uh, but not only that, now you're also in the club of being a cancer patient. Yes. And I say that with all due respect because I now can say that just six weeks ago of this recording, I also was diagnosed with early stage, uh, stage one colon cancer, had surgery and doing great. I don't have to do any chemotherapy, uh, but I'm in that club now. You know, I've been talking the walk of cancer for the past 24 years, and now I get to walk that talk. Mm -hmm. What is it like being on the other side of the table after all of the time of caring, loving, supporting, and helping 
cancer patients navigate through a cancer process. You yourself now are a cancer patient. Honestly, I have to say I was shocked really? at first. Okay. So let's talk about it. Um, you never think it's going to happen to you. Mm. I mean, we're, we're all human, mm-hmm. but when you're dealing with cancer every day and helping cancer patients, I honestly, I mean, we know it's always in the back of our head. Anyone could get cancer. Absolutely. But I never thought it was going to happen to me. Yeah, according to the American Cancer Society, one out of three people potentially will be diagnosed with cancer at some mm-hmm. point in their lifetime. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the day and where you were and what you felt when you were first told that you had cancer? Absolutely. It was January, just this past year, 2019. I started my day with a scheduled routine mammogram thinking I had lunch, a lunch date with a friend. Yeah. This was going to be nothing. Have my mammogram and on my way. Right. Well, I had my mammogram, and then they asked me to stay for more, more films. And then the question was, oh, can you stay again for an ultrasound? Yeah. Right there, and then I knew, knew. I knew something was wrong. Right. And uh, started to panic. Okay. I was shocked. Started cr- I mean, I was just trembling. I was shocked. Yeah. Um, First thing I did was, as working here at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, mm-hmm. I called my team. I work for the breast team yeah. here. Thank God. And uh, called, called Dr. Standiford, the surgeon, and said, I just had my mammogram. It's abnormal. And they told me they think I have cancer. He said, I'm here for you. Yeah. Get, get over here. Get your films. We'll, we'll get this taken care of. So first and foremost, thank God for the mammogram. Yes. Uh, what we do know is that um, within the last 20 years, um, specifically, uh, the uh, death rate of cancer has decreased, has gone down drastically. And one of the reasons for that is because of early detection and diagnostics mm-hmm. now that have advanced to such a degree with regard to the technology of the day that uh, thank goodness that you went in and did your mammogram. Yes, I'm grateful. So let's talk about that. Talk to some woman that's listening right now. On this, oh, absolutely. You know. We have to get our mammograms. And but it hurts. It, it's uncomfortable. Of you course know, my it, breast but, is being smashed. Yes, but the consequences of not getting it done outweigh getting a mammogram and having that uncomfortableness for a couple minutes. Yeah. It's so worth it. Early detection well, it saves lives. Yes, yes. And I know that. And I'm, I'm thankful that I took the time, made the appointment, yes. and had it done. So you did that. And thank God that you did. And I mm-hmm. appreciate that public service announcement. Same thing for, for me with regard to uh, doing, um, you know, uh, having a scope done and, mm-hmm. and uh, being, being looked at by your, your doctor in terms of what's going on with your colon and having a colonoscopy. Uh, we have to do it. It's necessary. Uh, and we need to make sure that we're on top of anything that we need to do from an early detection perspective. And again, to your point, it saves lives. And it, it saved me uh, as well from an early detection perspective. So yes, we're going to hammer that point and we're never not going to uh, make it. That being said, you, you're now uh, in the midst of active treatment or you're finishing up active treatment? I'm finishing up active treatment. I just and, finished active and you treatment. you did chemotherapy, radiation, surgery? Correct. Okay, so you did all three. I did all three. Okay, so mm-hmm. you did the big three. And um, somewhere along the lines, uh, the good news is is that you were detected. Uh, you did your mammogram. 
And then you reached out and spoke to someone that could get you into a clinical process, your team, uh, that obviously was a value that you were working for. And somewhere along the lines, you know, I would have to imagine being a person of faith, as you shared with me, your faith kicked in somewhere, your faith and your spirituality. Let's talk about the role of faith and spirituality and what did that mean, even though while in the midst of a very high-level clinical environment, and we want to be clear, we you didn't substitute your medical treatment for faith or vice versa, you combined them together to work on your behalf. Let's talk Correct. about that. I mean, I I have faith. I Sometimes I, I questioned, of course, questioned why me? Sure. Why does God do this to yeah, me? Yeah. But after really soul searching and, and having my faith, I know that God does things for a reason. And I feel as though I was given cancer for a reason, and I think it's to help people, okay. to spread spread my journey, let them know that, yes, you can have breast cancer, yes, you can work, you can have a family, yeah. you can do everything that you were doing. It may be a little bit more difficult, mm-hmm. but as long as you have faith and you have support, you can get through it. We all can get through this. And so the takeaway, as I synthesize that at the end of the day, is... Um, Clinically pay attention to your body, pay attention to symptoms, make sure that you do your due diligence. And if and when, God forbid, you know, you find yourself on the other side of quote unquote bad news, uh, do what needs to be done, but also tap into the the fact that, again, uh, God is bigger than anything that we can face and, and certainly works in us and with us and through us and through our medical team as well. Um, what, how has cancer changed you. I talked to a lot of cancer patients and they, many of them, most of them say, I'm different. Cancer changed me. It changed my focus. What did cancer change you in any way, good, bad, or indifferent? Yes, I am definitely different. Um, I am grateful for every day, wake up every morning, Mm. say, say my prayers, say my quotes to myself. I'm thankful to be here every day. Okay. Um, I do things now that I might have put off or, you know, uh, if a friend wants to go out or, you know, something comes up. I, I Back in the day, I probably would have put it off. Yeah. But what I've gone through, the days of not feeling well, right. laying in bed and watching the world go, go by. Right. And it made me realize the world is going to go by whether I'm here or not. Yeah. Yeah. So while I'm here... I need to make the best of it. I need to live. I need to be happy. I want to experience all the things that were on my bucket list. And it's interesting. um, I've talked to several cancer patients, and I too can relate to this on some level now, that first of all, it's interesting, after having been diagnosed with cancer and going through a process, literally you feel like you can do anything. You know, you you really do feel that way. You feel like, man, I just beat cancer. Uh, I can do anything. And as a result of that, Mm -hmm. there are things that probably we thought about doing or we considered doing or may have like glanced our thought process, but we didn't really follow through on that. An experience like this kind of then empowers you to say, I'm not going to sit on the sideline and watch the parade go, but I'm getting ready to jump on the float and I'm going to get in the front of the parade and do this thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. A uh, couple of examples of anything that's on your bucket list that you're, you've either done or you're getting ready to work on to do? Well, f- 
I mean, one of the biggest things is um, just health in general. Okay. Um, I know we always have doubt of, you know, eating right, taking care of ourselves. Um, That is on the forefront, making sure I stay healthy to keep this cancer away. Gotcha. So that's definitely like a huge, huge mission for me to stay healthy. Okay. Um, But definitely trips. Okay. I have three children. Okay. I want to go on trips. We want to enjoy time together. Okay. and just enjoy family. Well, I would imagine, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, going forward, I think you probably, you know, once you have been told that you have cancer, you probably hug a little bit longer and a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably say, I love you with a little bit more sincerity and, and thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- again, things just have a very different pronounced uh, value to them that are important. And the things that are not important, I would assume, those get, you know, we're, we're not going to major on the minor things at this point because I've got too much living to do and I can't sit and wait around uh, and waste that time. I would imagine that's true for you at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. How, how, how has being a cancer patient impacted you on how you treat patients now? That has been the hugest uh, enjoyment that I've had is being able to share my story with mm. my patients. Mm. When they come in the door, they're scared. Yeah. Um, I can I can show them that I'm still here. Yep. I've gone through chemo. Yep. So many people are scared of chemotherapy. Yeah. It frightens them. It does. They almost feel like the treatment might kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm living proof. I worked every day practically Praise through my entire God. treatment. That's great. And it gave me satisfaction to come to work every day to know that I could interact with my patients. Mm. They actually lifted me up every day ah. to give me the strength okay. to get through my days. When I wasn't feeling well, I didn't want to go to work. Yeah. I knew so-and-so is coming in today. Okay. She's, she's struggling. I want to see her. I want to help her. We can help each other right. get through this journey. You need support. I wanted them to know I was here for them. When they don't feel good, I'm there. They can call me. I'm at work. They have my number. I can go through side effect management with them. Okay. Obviously, I went through the side effects. When a nurse who hasn't gone through chemo Mm. or you can say, yeah, I'm nauseous. Yeah, I I can relate to that, the fatigue. But until you truly Mm. know what it's like, that fatigue that you get from chemotherapy, there's nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. And I can relate. Yeah. and, And to be able, I would imagine... Uh, from a patient's perspective, to be able to hear that from their clinical person, caretaker, mm-hmm. uh, has to be an enormous lift to them. But then what's interesting, and I so appreciate this, and I know this to be true because I've heard it before, that then in return it's a lift back to you as the caregiver in that regard. Absolutely. Um With 30 seconds that we have left, sounds like that you are well on your way. Uh, you've got a lot of life left ahead of your young woman, um, and I can tell that there's a vibrance to you and your energy. What is one thing that drives or fuels your hope today right now? What keeps you hopeful? Number one, my family, my children. I have three children. Okay. Uh, ages 20, 16, and 15. Okay. They keep me hopeful. Okay. 
Um, I need to, I need to survive to be with them. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see marriage. I want to see grandkids. Okay. I, I want to see them, uh, grow into being wonderful young men. Um, I'm hopeful for my patients. I literally enjoy coming to work every day. I wow. want to spread the word yeah. that they have support, that we can beat this cancer. Yeah. yeah. And I'm here to help them. Today, you have heard from Trish Garnett, who is a nurse navigator at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. She has been a nurse for over 20 years, supporting and helping patients. Now, Trish is a breast cancer patient herself. Today, I salute you. I thank you for your journey, and I thank you for your testimony. And more importantly, I thank you for sharing your story and letting people know that God is not done with us yet, and tomorrow can potentially be a better day. It has been my pleasure to talk with you today, my dear. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you for bringing us, Trish, to the program here today, Percy. You know, she gave us some good examples there of what to expect when diagnosed with cancer. From her own experience, you've put together a resource that can be of help additionally here. Absolutely. And so this document basically is designed, to, again, to give people thought starters around things that they can share with individuals with cancer uh, in terms of expecting the information to possibly be overwhelming, do your research, uh, things along the lines of expecting to feel somewhat scattered, uh, form a strategic uh, treatment plan. So this document just gives us things that we can help support people with and help them to think through uh, of the potential things to expect uh, when they are diagnosed with cancer that we can help them and support them with. Great document. Download it. Share it. Yes. Give it to your friends. We love being able to share these free resources. So go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and look for the resource, What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. Well, according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. So caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. And to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this need. So if you're a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and, of course, our informative monthly email newsletter. This is a great program. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page. Join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Well, each week, how do you come up with these people each week on this program, these these wonderful people who share their experiences? You know, it reminds me of the scripture where Jesus said, go and be fishers of men. They're there. <laughs> it's just a matter of us going out and locating them. Yeah. There are tons of people, Wayne, who have walked the walk, who are talking the talk, who are working in the field, and again, desiring to share their stories. And so we just provide a platform and we just ask individuals, are they willing to talk about their experience either as a professional or as one who has experienced cancer. In this particular case, Trish has been both of those, and yeah. she was more than willing to give us her story. Well, they never fail to encourage us. They don't. They don't. They always provide us with insight. And again, it's the beauty of storytelling 
that I have learned to appreciate. When we give people opportunity to tell their story, we learn something from that and we glean from that and we are better for it. And thank God for Trish and others yeah. who continue to share their stories. Well, it us. helps that you're a people person, too. Well, I'm you, grateful. You love to talk to people, don't you? I, I just love people. I've always been a people person and I've always loved engaging with people because, again, ultimately at the end of the day, I I want to learn from others, and you only can learn from others by engaging with them. And so it's it's a perfect fit for who I am and what I do. You know, when you were talking with Trish, she said she uh, scheduled the mammogram uh-huh. and then was just going about her day, thought it was just one more thing on her appointment calendar, and then boom. Yeah, and I can tell you that's exactly how that happens. It really is. Um, uh, cancer is a sneaky disease, you know, and it's something that I've been processing a lot, even within my own journey, that in many cases, it just seems to come out of nowhere. It can just hit you and blindside you. And she actually helped us to understand that as she was just going about her, her normal process. And then here we are. Uh, one day she's faced with, you know, this uh, this concept, this idea and this enemy that, you know, though she's working in the field and supporting cancer patients as a nurse navigator, then she is confronted with that on a very personal level, and she saw that she didn't see it coming. She yeah, just didn't. Yeah. You know, as I listened to you talk with Trish, I was thinking about the fact that it helps when a person is already in that mindset of having a positive outlook on life. Because when you get a cancer diagnosis, that's going to set you back on your heels. It and is. If you don't have something to draw upon. I think that you, you make a good point. I know my surgeon said the same thing to me with regard to uh, because I recovered rather quickly after my surgery and, and major surgery, you know, one third of my colon was removed. And, uh, you know, he said it really helps that, you know, your disposition and your personality. He knew me. He knows what mm-hmm. I do. So you're right. Uh, being able to have individuals who can enter into a process with that being part of their mental makeup. And of course, that's not necessarily always the case. It's the same school of thought with regard to being fairly healthy, uh, if you will, which helps to endure the rigors of treatment and care. Also, it does and it certainly will make a big difference in the journey and walking through that process. And how important is it to have a goal outside of cancer? Like she mentioned, you know, she has this bucket list of things she wants to do, her family, for instance, and travel. It's important. Well, I'll share this concept, and I've preached this and taught this many times, uh, and it may sound odd initially, but um, I've challenged cancer patients not to want to get healed just so that that they don't have cancer. Hmm. But there is life, there is something else bigger and more important of things that God has put before you or is wanting you to be and do, and so you're not going to just waste uh, a process of getting well so that you're not sick, mm-hmm. but so that you can kind of live to the next level. I, there was a popular song that took place about a year ago talking about living your best life. <laughs> At the end of the day, the, the Bible tells us that God wants us to live life and live it more abundantly. And again, that word is zoe in the Greek, which means super life, living beyond just kind of getting by day to day. So the mindset of, again, working through a cancer uh journey is not about not just being sick, but it's about living your best life. And what else is there yet to be done or accomplished or saying that you haven't done yet? That's a huge motivator to say, listen, we're going to overcome and work through this process because there are still levels of life that I haven't quite gotten to yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm making that a goal that that's where I'm moving and I'm going to focus on that. And that can be a huge driving motivating factor. We're talking today about how our experiences need to be turned around to help others. Mm-hmm. You've experienced that mm-hmm. because of your own cancer experience. Yeah. Uh, this guest, Trish, has experienced that as a nurse navigator. 
I was fascinated when you asked her the question about how it's changed her profession, her, her, her view of working with patients. Yeah, and again, I think that by and large, uh, most people, if not all people who are in the medical profession, uh, have a heart for people in general. I just don't think that it would be easy for you to go into that profession and not have, have some type of genuine love and concern for people. But when, as a healthcare provider or clinician, then you end up becoming uh, the person that's on the other side of the table, I think that it simply enhances who you are and what you do professionally in a much more humane and and uh, a caring manner that really transcends your head knowledge of of biology and medicine and science that adds another element and dynamic to what you do at the bedside. And she talked about uh, taking her experience and channeling that to what she does as now a cancer patient while still working as a nurse and how that has enhanced and changed her perspective and her scope and her pr- approach to people. And I can tell you, Wayne, as you, you you, many people have been in the healthcare system, you can tell when someone is, re- someone is really caring for yeah, you yeah. versus someone who's just caring for yeah, you. Yeah, let me pursue that with you because, uh, you know, you rub elbows with so many great professional people, mm-hmm. but let's face it, in any job, it can become a job. Yep. But the people that you talk to and bring to this program who are professionals in medical care, they seem to really care. And again, it's a it's a huge factor. I was just talking with uh, uh, my medical team just recently uh, before we came in the studio, and I was sharing with my wife between my GI, between my uh, oncologist and my surgeon, I was just moved at how compassionate and how concerned they were for me. When you're one of many patients they see every That's, day. That is exactly correct. And the time that they took and how they communicated and coordinated with each other and actually went a step and beyond, uh, even with uh, the pathology. And, you know, then the pathologist sat down and gave me some time. He said, come into my office and let's sit down and talk. I want to make sure you feel comfortable. There is something to be said about caring for people, even as a professional, that goes beyond just the fact that this is my nine to five. But I really do care and I am concerned about you as a human being. Uh, It makes all of the world of difference, I believe, mentally and emotionally and potentially physically on how people react and respond to the type of care that is being given to them under those circumstances. Well, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, I hope you'll consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And that's also the website to go to to download our free resource this week, What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. And so, again, the document is designed to give you, as someone who is either supporting a cancer patient or uh, loving a cancer patient, just some things to help you think through, to help them think through, and to talk through the possibility of things to take place when they are told that they are diagnosed with cancer. It's a helpful resource and tool that will help you and them uh, and just help them step through a process and, and navigate through uh, a diagnosis and being told that they're dealing with cancer. We have so many great listeners. Can I ask you to do something for us? Would you answer this week's question? 
What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Perhaps you're in the midst of that cancer journey right now. What are some things that uh, the Lord has really spoken to you? How has your faith been challenged during your cancer journey? You can answer that question at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Connect, and then the drop-down will give you an opportunity to answer the question. healthhopeandinspiration.com, and then Connect, and answer the question this week for us. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for subscribing to our podcast as well. We need your subscriptions. We need you to share with others. We want to continue to grow this community and build this platform for the sole purpose of providing health, hope, and inspiration to those who need it and desire it. Percy, let's circle back on our theme and on our scripture verse. Psalms 28 and 7 is our foundational uh, spiritual nugget for today, and it says this, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song, I will praise him. And so at the end of the day, be reminded, just as Trish told us, to cancer, how cancer changed her and made her more grateful, and it allowed her to live life to its fullest. While you are uh, being strengthened and your shield is in God, allow you to continue to leap for joy and sing your song that will praise him as you work through this process. She also said one of her goals was to stay healthy. We wish that for all of our listeners. We absolutely do. And so continue to be blessed and well as we continue to walk this path. And as we continue to chop wood, we've got work to do. God bless. Our host has been Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.